you know, the Indianapolis Colts and their desire to pump up Matt Ryan at the expense of Carson Wentz is starting to grate on me a little bit. I'm no fan of Carson Wentz. Happy he's gone. He's gone to Washington. I think Chris Ballard did a good job getting returned for him. But the continued talk of him, Matt Ryan being a breath of fresh air is just wearing me out. I'm going to give you five reasons why the Indianapolis Colts, <clears throat> we need to slow our role about the Indianapolis Colts being like an automatic winner of the AFC South. We just need to tap the brakes a little bit. I know it's May. Nobody ever loses a game in May, but we need to tap the brakes. Indiana basketball recruiting, they offered a kid over the weekend, an important kid, and I really like the way Indiana is going after uh, people, irregardless of ratings, under Mike Woodson. I, I think it's important that they do that. And fans, what are you doing? Stop. Stop it. Just stop being a pain in the ass to players and their families. Can you stop that? This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, May 9th, 2022. We're brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. When do you do number two? They're number one to call. They're number one on your speed dial. Give them a cup of speed dial. They're number one in your contacts. Give them a call. 765-610-8809. The number. Jared Johnson, fantastic. Problem, solution, easy. And I want you to hit the subscribe button the like button, ring the bell, do all of that. And if you have a question, hit the donation button and we get to it right away. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and what's kind of driving me a little bit batty about the Colts. The, the constant comparative language between Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz, I think it's demeaning to Matt Ryan. I don't think Matt Ryan needs to be lifted by suppressing and downgrading Carson Wentz. We all know that Carson Wentz wasn't the leader that Matt Ryan is. We get that. You don't have to overtly hit us in the head with that information for us to understand it. Language like, he's a breath of fresh air, uh, refreshing, professionalism, stature, different. Yeah, we get it. That guy is gone. You're willing to cut that guy and pay him his guaranteed money to get him to go, and you wound up with Matt Ryan, which is really, really good. We don't need to hear it over and over and over again. You don't need to kick Carson Wentz while he's in Washington getting ready to be the starting quarterback for the Commanders. Let's not light a fire under Carson Wentz and turn him loose on the Colts at Lucas Oil Stadium at whatever point he comes back to Lucas Oil Stadium for, for a little bit of payback, right? No need to motivate the guy further. Going to come back to Lucas Oil Stadium this year. The, the Washington Commanders scheduled to play in Indianapolis. We don't know exactly when that's going to be. We'll find out on Thursday. Schedule being released then. It should be a... Uh, that's always a lot of fun. Man, the NFL, do they know what they're doing? They just keep kind of pulsing out information and fun stuff. They own the news cycle 12 months a year. Always. And forever, they just keep coming with stuff. Good for them. Smart people. Um, yeah, I got five reasons why you need to top the tap the brakes. Uh, in the comments section, I love the comments section here. Really, really good stuff. Always good stuff. And uh, people continue to say things like, 
well, they're going to waltz to the AFC South Championship. The Colts are going to waltz to it. It's going to be easy beating the Titans and the Jags and the Texans. That's, uh, that's child's work, for God's sake. Well, I don't think that it is, and here are five reasons that it's not. Number five, you don't have a starting left tackle. We don't know that they don't have a starting left tackle, but right now we don't know that they do. Matt Pryor, is he a starting left tackle? He's a big behemoth. We know that. He didn't play badly last year in spelling Eric Fisher when Eric Fisher couldn't play, and we had to suffer a little bit through Julian Davenport. Sam Tevy during camp knew he couldn't play. So now they've got Matt Pryor, and with the third-round draft pick, 77th pick overall, Bernard Ryman. All right, maybe Bernard Ryman winds up being the left tackle of the future. But he was taken 77th. That means that 76 times people passed on Ryman. Look, if you expect Ryman to come into Indianapolis and be an all-pro his first year, I think that's a foolish expectation and one that he's going to have great difficulty in reaching. All right, he's going to have a tough time pleasing you if that's what you expect out of Bernard Ryman. Number four, all receivers are 25 and under. Kiki Kute is the oldest wide receiver on this team. He is 25 years old. None of them are first-round picks. None. People talk about the Falcons and how, you know, uh, Matt Ryan was able to elevate Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts, and on and on and on. First-rounder, first-rounder, first-rounder. He doesn't have a first-rounder with the Colts. Michael Pittman Jr., close to a first-rounder, taken 34th overall, but not a first-round pick. Look at the Bengals. Bengals go to the Super Bowl, right? Why? Because they've got three really good wide receivers. Uh, When you've got a guy like Jamar Chase, he is going to make a quarterback like Joe Burrow look Really, really, really good. You got a guy like T. Higgins as a number two, right? You got a guy like Tyler Boyd as a three. Holy cow. Where would Michael Pittman fall in in that kind of a, uh, that continuum? With a, Where would he be on the depth chart for the Bengals? Fourth? You can make a case. He'd be fourth. T. Higgins taken immediately in front of Michael Pittman Jr. at 33rd in the 2020 draft. You know what? This wide receiver group is going to either have to be augmented or Reggie Wayne better be the best wide receivers coach in the history of the NFL. Number three, Gus Bradley. I love Gus Bradley, right? I think he's going to be a hell of a replacement for Matt Eberflus. I like Matt Eberflus as a guy, as a defensive coordinator. I got tired of third and eights being picked up like they're third and twos because you set the zone back 12 yards. You play that shell, and all of a sudden you're giving up first rounds that should have been punts, and I didn't understand it. So I'm happy that Gus Bradley is going to be here, but listen to what Gus Bradley was uh, in 2021 with the Raiders. All right, 26th in points against, 29th in turnovers generated, 13th in passing yards, 19th in run defense. Now look, you know what? Again, Love Gus Bradley. Love the upgrades, right? Yannick Ngakwe, great. Rodney McLeod, great. Stephon Gilmore, outstanding. 
And everybody else getting like a year older, year better. Isaiah Rogers is going to be better. I think Mike Mitchell really helps him in, in terms of coaching him up. Uh, I, I think Quiddy Pay is going to get better. I think uh, Dio Odengbo is going to get better. How could he not? Right? He's going to be healthier. Certainly going to be better. This is going to be an improved defense, you would think. But Gus Bradley is not coming in as Buddy Ryan. All right? Three deep is going to drive us a little bit crazy. Let's be honest about that. This is not Legion of Boom uh, 2.0. It's not from a talent perspective. Not yet. We can't count on that yet. Number two, how about this list? This, this depresses me, honestly. Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, uh, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, and Josh Allen. Those are one, two, three, four... Five, six, seven. Seven quarterbacks in the AFC who you've got to kind of say coming in are superior to Matt Ryan. That's just the way it is. I love Matt Ryan. I think he's going to be terrific. But those guys are mostly young, mostly really, really talented, and, and mostly more successful over the last couple of seasons that Matt Ryan, than Matt Ryan has been in trying to lift their teams into relevance in the postseason. That, that's a hell of a list of quarterbacks, man. The AFC has done work in, in acquiring really good quarterbacks. The NFC, I don't know what the hell they're doing. Uh, number one, seven AFC teams made the playoffs last year. The Colts weren't among them. It is hard to move from non-playoff team to playoff team. Inertia counts in the NFL. Those who have, sometimes do. Those who haven't, you know what? It's hard for them to do. You see it with the Browns, you see it with the Jets, you see it with a lot of the Dolphins, a lot of teams in the AFC trying to figure out how to get there from here. Denver in a similar situation, trying to figure out how to get lift after the acquisition of Russell Wilson, who's 33 years old, let's not forget. So kind of nipping at Matt Ryan's heels in terms of longevity in the NFL. One great thing about Matt Ryan, and this isn't meant to be depressing, all right? What this is, it is kind of like it's a reality check. It's tapping the brakes. It's feeling optimistic, but understanding that the Colts are not going into this season as Super Bowl favorites, and anybody who thinks that they are is Pollyannic and ridiculous. So, that's the way that is. The Colts have an opportunity to be a good team, but they got to get it done on the field. And Frank Reich has got to figure out a way to compel his team to win an opener for the first time since 2013. We don't know who that opener is going to be. We'll find out again on Thursday night. All right. Uh, TJ Power, who is a power forward offered by Indiana, 6'9", 210, also a really good pitcher. Uh, but that ain't going to help the Hoosiers unless he plays basketball. He plays for the Worcester Academy near Boston. Uh, this all according to Jeff Rabjohns at, at pigs.com. Ranked 80th. I like this. I like the way Mike Woodson goes about his business in recruiting. He's not recruiting like number one, number two, number three, and number four. He's recruiting number 80. You look at the class of 2022. You've got Ja'Kai Newton of Covington, Georgia, a guard. He's ranked number 71. Gabe Cups of Dayton, number 82. And, and now Power, not committed, but offered at number 80. And 
coming this year, you got a couple of guys in Jalen hood Shafino and Malik Renault who are ranked right around 30th. I love that. You don't need to go out and get the guys who are going to be one and done and are just wasting, they believe, their time before they move to the NBA in millions of dollars. I love it. Uh, Cubs lost yesterday 7-1. By the way, Indiana's recruiting class right now in 2023 ranked 7th in college basketball. Their recruiting class for 2022 also ranked 7th. Nice work. Uh, Cubs lost 7-1. They're 9-18 on the season. They suck. In, in the annals of baseball history, has a fan base ever fired an owner or an owner's family? Can we do that? Can we figure out a way to get Tom Ricketts and his cabal of, of like-minded kooks the hell out of the north side of Chicago? Can we? Do, you're great at building hotels, Tom, but building a baseball team, not so much. You know? Fine. You trade all the guys we knew, Bryant and Rizzo and Baez and Schwarber and on and on and on. Deal them all and get a bunch of 16-year-olds. Well, they're going to be major leaguers in 2030. What the hell are we doing? What kind of an operation are you running? Just trying to squeeze us for as much money as you can. It's pathetic. An owner of a sports franchise should be motivated by cash, but not to the exclusion of all else. Uh, fan tossed from the Mavs Suns game last night. Uh, he was getting sideways with Chris Paul's family. What are we doing? What kind of idiots have we become that we walk into arenas and immediately we just look for people to yell at? That's the whole thing, right? It's not about cheering for your team. It's not for this guy who was run out of the game last night. It, it wasn't about, hey, Luca, 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 even though he was wearing a Luca jersey. It's like yelling at Chris Paul and yelling at Chris Paul's family. Is this what we've reduced ourselves to? This is who we are. It's pathetic. Um, games tonight, but by the way, both teams that were down 2-1-1 last night, Mavs won, 76ers won, Harden with a pretty good night. Jimmy Butler was better, but Harden gets the win. Those two series tied at 2. Tonight, you've got the Bucks ahead in their series 2-1. You've got Golden State ahead in their series 2-1. We've heard that John Morant isn't going to play tonight for the Grizzlies. That is going to eviscerate any chance that the Grizzlies have to win that game. Let's celebrate some birthdays on this Monday. Matt Norton, Brian Sullivan, Sheila Orcutt, the great Madison Roeder, one of the finest cross-country runners in the history of Indiana high school sports. Jenny Scott, a terrific general manager at Entercom, who I really enjoyed working with. Gary Sally, happy birthday. Daniel Lenahan, happy birthday. Bill Nichols, Todd Garner. The great Duncan Smith, a fine improviser. Very funny guy. Sam Agee, happy birthday. And Jessica Sherman. Jessica Sherman. Spent a couple of late nights out with Jessica Sherman when she was in for a radio uh, market visit. Fun lady. Just leave it at that. Um, that sounds kind of nefarious. She's nice. Uh, nothing odd. At any rate, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're rolling. Talking Colts, talking Hoosiers, maybe a little Butler. A couple of announcements over the weekend with Butler. We'll do that today at about 4 o'clock. Can't wait to talk to you then.